0: Welcome to The Leverage Point, a podcast about your development and performance at work. Improvement doesn't have to be hard or boring. This podcast is a pragmatist guide to growth, achievement and success. Discover your Leverage Point. I'm Angela Lane and with my colleague Sergei Gorbatov, we research and write in the fields of talent, human performance and behaviour. Together with you, we'll translate science into leverage points. Hi, today I want to talk about your career, that is, your career and the compromises we make in order to advance it. Of all the challenges I see professionals struggle with, it's career compromises that are often the hardest. These compromises are about us having to choose, choose between our career and other things that we care deeply about. Listeners to this podcast are typically career-oriented individuals. They listen because they want information on how to develop themselves as professionals and how to grow their career. But Our listeners also have other responsibilities. Now, for many of us, those responsibilities will happily coexist with our career goals. But most of us will, at some stage, experience a tension, a feeling like we have to compromise. We have a personal commitment to ourselves, maybe to someone else, and we have to decide, does that get put ahead of our career? Choices, decisions, trade-offs, Getting all that stuff right is essential to a fulfilling career, but it's also really hard stuff and you might wonder why. So let's start with the psychology of what's happening and it's complex. What determines whether we're happy and healthy? Well, it turns out that a key determinant of those things is whether or not we're satisfied with our life. It's really, really important that we're satisfied with our life. Now, one of the things that impacts that satisfaction is our ability to balance work with things that are meaningful to us or which bring us joy. The challenge is that what career success means to me or to you differs. And that means that what balance looks like to me or to you also differs. So there's not a blueprint for managing this tension. And yet we know that managing it is so important to life satisfaction so achieving balance is what's important here and so you would think that the one thing we'd want to be really good at is making good choices around getting balance and that's where the psychology comes in we don't as humans like missing out on things we don't like a feeling that we don't have choice and we don't like losing what we have. Let me explain with a couple of examples. My mother tells me I have to go to my great aunt's 65th wedding anniversary, and that she'll be very disappointed if I can't make it. So I start to feel a bit resentful about having to go, a bit unhappy because I wanted to work on that project which is so important to the boss and which would give me great experience and fantastic exposure. Conversely, think of this scenario. My boss rings. He insists I work on his project, which is a great one, but I would planned to be with the family because absolutely everyone is coming together to celebrate Great Aunt Emmy's 65th wedding anniversary and they'll be devastated if I can't make it, especially mum, and everyone knows I'm Aunt Emmy's favourite. Those scenarios sound crazy, but they're also true. The minute we feel like we don't have choice, we decide that any alternative is better than the one we're forced to choose. In psychology, this is called the reactance effect, and the theory states that in response to a loss of a behavioral freedom, a person will experience reactance, a motivational state that is characterized by, wait for it guys, distress, anxiety, and most importantly, resistance. A variation on our dislike of missing out is called loss aversion. We don't like losing something we already have. You might be an expert at your job. Moving into a different role may imply that you become a learner again. Maybe you're not competent for a while. Losing our status, something we've earned is against our psychology and it makes our choices harder there's one final piece of psychology at play it isn't just about the trade-offs we make our brain is busy busy comparing and contrasting us to others this is called social comparison theory the idea that i understand how i'm doing by reference to others so you can see our decisions which we want to make because they provide us with life satisfaction, are being hacked. Our response to compromises, even ones that bring us great benefits, can get all screwed up, especially if we feel like we might lose something, even something we didn't care about all that much. And how we view these compromises will then be influenced by others, including people we don't like or care about we end up in a swirl of emotions. Years ago, I started using an approach to thinking about trade-offs that helped so many people. At the time, I didn't know why it worked. I just know that it kind of worked. Later I realized it was probably working because it deals with those psychological challenges that I talked about, the ones we all face. The technique helps you see that choices you make the technique stops us comparing ourselves to others and replaces that with comparing ourselves now to us in the future and that helps us make decisions that provide the balance which supports that all-important life satisfaction. Our anxiety can be reduced by realising that opportunities, gains, satisfaction are not restricted to what happens today. I can make decisions today to get more of what I want tomorrow. I can defer decisions without giving up what's good. By helping us change now or never thinking into now or later thinking, you can reduce anxiety and make better trade-off decisions. So what am I talking about in practice? If I've got preschool children, aging parents, and a spouse that's pursuing a startup, it isn't a lack of drive or commitment that might see me decide to put my energy into simply developing in today's role. Instead, It's actually an intelligent strategy when I compare it to my likely circumstances in two or three years. In two or three years, I can look forward and project that the children will be at school, the new business stabilized, and my partner better able to support me with my career. Knowing that, I can breathe a little easier. And focus on what I'm doing today, doing it well, that's key, but without a sense of regret at having let an opportunity go. I wasn't compromising. I was playing what Sergey and I call the long game. Let's run through some scenarios, things that might apply to you. For a start, how's your health? Accelerating your career while you're managing chronic health issues is a challenge. But what about in two or three years, or five? If it's something that you can work through, taking time now to focus on your health might just let you accelerate your career when the time is right. What about financial commitments? Maybe now isn't the right time to take a big career risk because financially you need to be prudent. If waiting a couple of years is gonna make a difference, then wait, but be intentional Plan for a big career push in two or three years' time when you can afford to take a calculated risk. Are you supporting someone else in your life? An elderly parent, a sick friend, a sibling with special needs? If this is likely to change in the future, don't risk short-term balance and the life satisfaction that comes from that on something that you can defer. Sometimes the reality is that things won't get easier in the future. Maybe you think they'll get more challenging. Well, that's also important to know because if that's the case, you're going to use that knowledge to decide where to accelerate now because it might not be possible in the future. I have a simple tool that helps me play with time. It helps reduce that now or never panic we feel about career decisions. I'm going to make it available to you via a link in the description to this podcast. If you're struggling with commitments you have to yourself or others, use this tool to help create space. Space to think about the things that matter and how your life will look in the future. By the way, I am definitely not advocating for deferring all decisions indiscriminately. Sometimes now or never is true, but it's also true that such thinking is based on assumptions that opportunities are scarce and that there are only a few ways of having a fulfilling career. Well, science and experience proves that that's rarely so. No one has a crystal ball. But I've seen moments of deep insight where people engage in the act of analyzing life scenarios and assessing their circumstances over time. And instead of comparing themselves with others or what they think they should achieve, they compare themselves with themselves over time and they put their career and lost opportunities into perspective. For those that follow the writings of Sergei and I, you know that we are big, big believers in the idea that each of us can define career success for ourselves. We're all unique. Our situations, values, and motivations are different. And because you define success, you can, and you should, consciously decide when you'll speed up and when you'll slow down. We call this playing the long game remembering that you have time empowers you to let the reality of your circumstances be what they are it's all okay so dictate your own pace after all it's your career that's it for today thanks for listening in and remember that small changes can lead to big impacts if you can find a leverage point so keep asking yourself what's your leverage point To continue this conversation, share this episode on social media like LinkedIn or Facebook and add a comment, a question, engage the wider community. And while you're there, think about giving us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Bye for now.